The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and content that some listeners may find offensive. Well done. I mean, the big pause there that you'll cut out. Yep, it'll look better in it. It will look better in it. Like I do. Photoshop the fuck out of me. There's no fixing that. Welcome to the Seesaw Podcast with Tea and Cleaves. Each week, offering up a great perspective on life. Welcome to a new episode of the Seesaw, featuring the bad boys of the Sable Podcast, which we've Sounds established. more terrible every time you say it. I know it. it does. I don't know why I keep saying it, because it's just something we pitched at the pub as a fucking joke, and now I've just brought it back into the uh, in the canon of the show, along with Bilton. I wonder what he's doing. Selling ice cream and drugs. Or dead. Both. Equally possible. Well, it can't, it can't be both. He's selling ice cream and drugs in heaven now. To Jesus. Yep. Who does both those things? Anyway, moving <laughs> on. So, this week we have Alice Evans from the Labelled Podcast. Alice? We're not doing this joke. <laughs> okay. We're just not doing it. I know he was going with it. So, Alice is a member of the Vision Impaired community. And this is a part two. Because that's all we do now is part twos of things. Uh, but this is about getting married when you're a member of the blind or vision impaired community. Or from the Brad side. So today we have Alice Evans, another podcaster from the VIP community. Hi everyone, my name is Alice, as, uh, as T said. And um, I am the co-host of the Label Podcast. Uh, which is a podcast about disability, illness, and health difference. By day, I am a I work in social care, and um, it's hard and stressful. But I now have two lovely dogs to, to help me get through my day. So one on each arm. So today we're going to be doing the other side of the coin. Frequent listeners will remember when we did the nice day for a blind wedding episode where I went over all the trials and tribulations of a groom who has a visual impairment on their wedding day. Of course, at that time, I was very clear in saying that I pretty much had nothing to do with the planning of the wedding. as not so much a blindness thing, more than the fact that I'm a lazy swine and my wife knows better. But today, of course, we want to get the other side of the coin. And Alice, you're happily married. I'm married. <laughs> so I've opened a can of worms already. Yeah, I, I am. I am indeed happily married. Me and my husband have been together, uh, married for four and a half years. So I think today we're just going to sort of run through, because you, you are visually impaired individual as well as us, aren't you? I am, yes. This would make for an awkward conversation if I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Especially because you reference two guide dogs at this point. Oh, yeah, no, I just go around taking dogs from blind people because I, I like dogs. I'm like the Cruella de Vil of guide dogs. Yeah, well, while you're on your travels, you can snap me a new one while you're at it. They've <laughs> <laughs> said how long like you've been been married, of course. When it comes to sort of initiating it all, how did the proposal go? Our proposal story is uh, it's pretty impressive, actually. My, my husband... Um, as you will learn the more I talk, is uh, he likes things to be done a, a certain way and uh, he is not backwards in coming forwards. So it was his 30th birthday and he decided he wanted to go to America. And I was like, that's fine. I am His birthday is January. So I was quite happy to not be here where it's cold and be in Florida in January. So we did that. We were in Orlando. And on his actual birthday, I was like, what do you want to do? Like, what's the thing you want to do? And he said, actually, I'd really like to hit Miami. So we rented this fancy pants uh, Mustang so that we could drive down the coast to Miami. On the way there, he was like, oh, I thought we could stop off at this national park. It's like a seal sanctuary. It overlooks the sea. It's beautiful. All of this. And I was like, cool that sounds really nice thinking you know he wants to break the journey up while we're driving all of this we get there um (laughs) we had booked what we thought was going to be um sort of mini off-road vehicle things for riding around the park it turned out to be those car that like the cars that you have when you're a toddler where you use the pedals (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we had one of those and we cycled around this national park for an hour and got sweaty as fuck. So after that, and then he was he was like, oh, they've got this really old, this really old lighthouse there. I booked us a tour. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, it'd be nice to go up the lighthouse and and you know, see the view and stuff like that. And we'd been making jokes because somebody we my husband and I happened to be working in the same office at the time and one of the girls in the office was like oh everybody who goes on holiday to America who works in this office gets engaged when they go to America it's going to happen it's going to happen and I started then when he talked about um this lighthouse I was like my husband's also a big fan of terrible tv so (laughs) he's watched a lot of How I Met Your Mother and for those of you who haven't seen it he proposes in a lighthouse at like the very end. And so I was making all these jokes throughout the whole holiday of going, oh yeah, he's, you you know, you can't come up with a more individual idea than proposing at the top of the light. You basically stole it from How I Met Your Mother, making all these <laughs> jokes. We then had the tour and the guy was like, okay, and this is the beautiful lighthouse. If you guys, you know, I'll let you guys just head up. And because we've been cycling around this national park for an hour and then we had 150 steps up a lighthouse <laughs> and so we got to the top of the lighthouse and I'm just like uh, uh, I can't breathe and like it's beautiful but I'm just sweaty and complaining and then feeling really awkward because I was like I was only joking like you know when when I said about you proposing like don't feel like you have to do it that's really not like a thing and um, 
and he was like oh, oh you know okay that's that's fine then and then we sort of caught our breath and I looked around and I was like it's really beautiful up here I'm glad we came up here and then I just I just went I love you and I turned around and he was on one knee and he went enough to spend the rest of your life with me oh <laughs> and I on, went he wasn't on one knee out of sheer exhaustion then <laughs> possibly um <laughs> And uh, and I was so surprised because I had convinced I I legitimately thought it was just a game and I was like taking the piss out of him. I was so surprised that when I turned around and he asked me to marry him, at the top of my voice echoed across the beach, the quiet, beautiful sunset beach. I went fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> then just because because he's holding he's holding this little ring in a box, and I'm like. Well, I can't fucking see that. And so <laughs> I, I just do grabby hands at the jewellery. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I, I think I'm supposed to put it on your finger. And I'm like, no, I want to look at it first. <laughs> I haven't said yes. So, yeah, that, that's that's our, our proposal story. Is it my, my proposal story? We didn't cover it on, our, on the Groom episode, but it was very much a I proposed in the pub. And <laughs> my wife was like, sure. Why not? <laughs> As like, this is such a contrast. There was no romance. And I know she'll listen to this, and I'm so sorry there was no romance. But no taxi backseats. It's been over five years married <laughs> now. So, yeah. Maybe at the 10th year, I'll do something special. So we'll see. Did you do most of the planning for the wedding then? No, I wasn't allowed. As I said, my husband likes things just so. Um, and I... I had ideas and I can remember spending quite a lot of time looking at invitations and things like that. And then I'd send him a load of pictures of things I'd found like on Etsy and I'd spend hours and hours looking at and he'd go, no, I don't like any of those, this one. And I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) that one then. What about the venue and things like that? Did he pick that as well? We actually got married uh, up in Nottingham in a converted barn. We sort of knew what we wanted. We basically saw every venue that fit our kind of slightly rustic-y sort of idea that was possible to see within an hour's drive of our house. I think this place was like the second place that we saw and every place afterwards we were just like, it's just not as nice, it's just not as nice. We wanted somewhere that had a lot of light, a lot of windows. Is that yeah. because it makes things a little bit easier to see and get around? Yes, or? yes yeah. definitely, yeah. I don't know. My wedding dress was quite heavy. I didn't do a lot of walking around on my own anyway. Well, you were right, like, to pick that and stuff. You could see everything and you got the details of it. Mm. Yeah, I've got, um, so I've got retinitis pigmentosa. Um, and so I've got, I, it's all, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. I always find it really hard when people, when I talk to sighted people and they're like, oh, have you, how much sight have you got then if you not got a lot? And I'm like, I think probably technically if you like, looked at my numbers, no, I probably don't have a lot, but mm. the site I've got is in the middle and is still reasonable. So mm. what, what I can see, I can see quite well. Like I can recognise faces. I can read street signs if I'm close enough, stuff like that. So I'm the only person in my family. The, in fact, I think all the women I know who have it, it's very much that like, no, there's no other family history of it. It's just a freak mutation you know happenstance so that's worse shit it's lottery that is isn't it somebody asked me once before what i had and i said lp and they went oh that's a popular one (laughs) it is to be (laughs) fair yeah uh so uh, when it came down to like picking your dress 
Mm-hmm. Right. You said that it was heavy. What was your future hubby there picking your dress for you? I assume you had a lot of like. No, no. Actually, this was the my dress was there, there was a couple of things I think I should probably say off the bat like there were a few things that I knew that I wanted and I just went they were having this and then whenever he made any other suggestions like the big thing he still uh we still sort of not argue but kind of argue about is I knew what color scheme I wanted I wanted bright bold summer colors we got married at the end of May I think I'm very drawn to bright colors probably Mm. because I can see them better like dark colors browns and greens and stuff like they always look the same so we had bright like fuchsia pink and turquoise as our wedding um, colors and I think I was very drawn to those kind of colors but also I wanted our wedding to be like a fun celebration and I wanted that to be reflected in the colors and so I said I want these and my husband was like, oh, what what about what about instead of that kind of blue, what if we have like a darker kind of tealy green? <laughs> and I cried. Oh. <laughs> and and I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to be a horrible, manipulative bitch, but I was just like, but these are the colours I want at my wedding. And that was kind of the only thing I really made a fuss about. I knew what flowers I wanted. He didn't really care about the flowers. I knew I wanted balloons instead of like a big floral centerpiece but otherwise the little detail stuff was very much him so when it came to picking my dress my initial intention my mum made her wedding dress and so I was gonna get her to make my wedding dress but I wasn't I had an idea of what I wanted um I quite like sort of vintagey art deco uh 1940s stuff and I had some patterns, but I wanted to just try some dresses on um, just to be sure. And so I went to a proper wedding dress shop and tried on some big princess dresses and kept going, oh, well, I quite like this and I quite like this. And the woman who was there was brilliant. Shout out to the people at Francesca, I think it's called, in Leicester. And she just sort of, she, I can remember it. She, I tried on like these three slightly ridiculous, big, poofy dresses and then she went, just just hold on one second. And she went and fetched this dress. And she said, I think this is probably going to be more what you're looking for. And she explained while she was like searching for it that the way wedding dress shops work is that they get a sample of each dress that they have for each sort of season. And then if you want to try that dress on, you try that one on. They only have the one in the one size. And then they order you yours for your wedding day. And she happened to have this this one dress from last season. And she was like, this has been tried on, but obviously it's never been worn on somebody's wedding day or anything. I think you should try this on. And I put it on and I came out and my two best friends, my two girlfriend, best girlfriends are not, we're not really girly as a, as a crew. We're not, <laughs> we're not like, you know, I, I don't know we wouldn't have dogs in our handbags we would just just not us. we'd not yeah. like big on high heels and and things Ex- hair extensions and stuff like that. it's just not really our bag um and they both cried when they saw me in my oh. wedding dress and I went oh my god and put my hands to my mouth in a shocked fashion when I saw myself in my in that dress and I was like I I think this might be my dress 
like I had all these intentions, but I think this might be my dress. And then the woman said to me, because it was a sample um, from the previous season, it was reduced from £1,800 to £600. So I was like, yeah, I think this is my dress for <laughs> like a, third of, a third of its original price. Wow. And it was, it was in my size. It was just, yeah. Amazing. I'd, I'd love to have some clothes that fit. I, I sometimes look at my suit and think, huh, okay, that, that, those were nice memories. My husband, he didn't want to buy a suit that he's like, I'm not, I'm not going to want to wear my wedding suit to somebody else's wedding. So why would I pay to have a suit that I'm only going to wear once? And I was like, I mean, that that's fine. Especially because then he, he'd been to a friend's wedding previously and he had asked them to all buy their suits. And he was like, I'm not, I'm not paying for a suit. I'm never going to wear again. It was royal blue, which is not really my husband's thing. Yeah. It was just a whole... So, yeah, we rented. So, for the wedding, of course, you would have had your hen do. Mm-hmm. So, what happened then? Uh, my hen do was a weekend in Nottingham because I wanted somewhere kind of close where to me and to, uh, I had some girls coming from a couple of different places. So, my brother's beautiful girlfriend, Jess, came down from Manchester and I had another a friend who I've known since I was 18 months old she was in Leeds at the time she came down as well so we again I sort of went I know what I want but I let my uh BFFs Jess and Rachel kind of organize it I said I want to go to a cat cafe because animals and then I wanted to go dancing we went to Rock City in Nottingham that balcony bit at Rock City um, you can pay to have that like privately roped off and um, so that's what the girls did and so we had our own bar and um, it was just me and my hens just there and we went dancing and then the next day we went to a spa and got massages and facials and yeah that was nice. my hen. How did you, did you get about okay in Rock City? Me and T went there like Saturday and it's just a dark place so... <laughs> My my girls are very good. And I think this is a thing that perhaps women with visual impairments have um, that perhaps draws less attention. But my girlfriends will just hold my hand to guide me around. Before my husband and I started dating, he and his friends for a while thought me and my best friend were a couple because they'd only see us on nights out and we'd always be holding hands. Um, so... Yeah, then for my hen, we had our own little um, hen sort of area um, and they got them to put some of the um, house lights on around there. So I had some lights around where I was sitting and we had our own private little dance floor. So I wasn't going to get stood on. But mostly for nights out, you know, I, <laughs> I, had, I haven't really made any new friends since I was about 17. So my <laughs> friends are all pretty good at guiding me by this point uh yeah so that you should just grab my hand and and off we go that's amazing yeah. rock city it's not the easiest to get around it's uh a lot of steps and yes. very dark <laughs> yeah. yeah being a girl when you can't see you can just kind of latch on to a sighted person um <laughs> it's weird that you use that word as well because <laughs> like when i do it my friends go want to latch <laughs> <laughs> and do i'll you... just put my hand on their shoulder or something do you feel like awkward doing that does do, do you feel as though it's uh 
you know, breaking some 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 gender boundaries. It's not as awkward as holding their hand. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's the least. It's what I've always done. I guess I always find it's the least awkward thing in terms of getting around and it says and not looking gay, basically. <laughs> I suppose that's, well, that's really a thing anymore, but do you know what I mean? Maybe I was when I was 17. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's what I always sort of wondered about it. I will just say, like, flat out say, like, I, I say to grab you. You're then, married now, you don't have to impress anyone. That's kind of it, though, isn't it? It's like I'm not here to pick up any chicks, especially <laughs> when my wife is at the bar. Like, I'm not here to do that. So I'm kind of like, I'm just shameless. It's like, now I can just grab you. Like you don't, have, yeah. You, you go to the toilet. Take me with you. Yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't have to unzip me, but <laughs> you know you can if you want to. I guess I I thought about more like say when you're like seventeen, eighteen, or like at uni and going on nights out. I think I would have been very self conscious, but it wasn't ever really an issue for me as a, as a chick. Um. <laughs> I'm self-conscious for about the first hour then after a few beers it kind of goes out the window and you just do what you do to get around and just have a good time yeah I've never been a big like going out drinker when I go out I go out to dance me and my particularly one of my friends Jess we will go out and we will we used to take enough money to put our coat away and that was it (laughs) just walk to and from like wherever we were going and just dance and drink water. Oh, I, I, I get you. Yeah, the, the whole, oh, boys will buy us drinks. <laughs> no, one of those no, no, girls. No. Yeah, no. I hear you, Alice. So uh, when it came down to like the venue and like choosing that, was that a consideration like for your mobility side of things, Alice? Yeah, you mentioned like the lighting and things like that. Was there anything else that you had to consider? It was more about def- sort of about kind of the the aesthetic of the place that we wanted we definitely wanted somewhere that was going to get a lot of daylight and because that that is easier for me but uh, to be honest you know I knew that I was going to have somebody by my side all day so as long as as long as they were there to guide me in terms of my kind of vision the things that I need help with it is generally more moving around if I'm in a stationary position talking to somebody looking at something I've got enough to kind of manage with that so it was a problem at night when we were looking at like because I wanted to be able to dance and you know get to the bar and stuff like that we did sort of have a have a conversation about what options we had for trying to to get things sort of as lit as possible in there because you know, we ha- it had these huge floor-to-ceiling windows, which were brilliant in the day, but in the evening, uh, you know, when there's no sunshine, it makes no difference. And I don't know what it's like for, for you guys and your other listeners, but for me, like, having a pool of light, like, it's fine if, if I'm staying there, but for moving around, having that, having uneven, like, you know, moving from, like, under one spotlight to another and stuff like that, it's just extra work for my eyes. So that was the that was kind of the biggest issue, really, was, you know, I knew in the evening, unless they just had had the lights on. And even then they weren't going to be like, you know, your big daylight bulbs and stuff like that. It was just that it was going to just be that that was just it it was just not not really going to be an element of my wedding that I sort of experienced the the evening 
the, a seeing in the evening. But for me, you know, I'd kind of decided that my evening part of my hen was going to be dancing. And we didn't have a lot of extra people coming in the evening. We had, I've got a huge family. So we had quite a lot of people in the day. And then in the evening, it was, I think there was like a dozen extra people and there were people my husband went to work with. So, you know, they didn't come there to talk to me anyway. <laughs> did you have a band then or a DJ or both? We had a DJ. My husband's surrogate brother is probably the best way to describe him. Uh, that was their gift to us was he DJed. We had a dance floor that lit up from underneath. Ooh, nice. So wow. I could see that. Um, and then we had... Um, because the DJ was family, he got loads of lights in our wedding colours and like, you know, extra lights to make sure that there was just as much light around the dance floor for me as possible. See, I, I never had any of that consideration of the venue. It was just like, plop me by the bar. That's where I'll be. Yeah. It's like... Too busy getting my fucking photo taken to have anything to drink. I think I had two drinks my entire wedding day. I spent a lot of time in a cornfield outside standing in soil and having my photo. <laughs> what was the weather like that day? It was the hottest day of the year that far that far in the year and we got married at the end of May so it was beautiful and sunny and clear blue skies and it was beautiful and there's some really gorgeous photos of us standing in a cornfield looking at each other while the sun sets behind us but I look at those photos and I know that I'm going for fuck's sake. It's getting getting mud all over my fucking dress. I just want it inside <laughs> my family. And literally, my husband had to say to the photographer, I think someone's had enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was pushing it down on my wedding. We did as many photos as we could before we were like, we're going to get soaked. And we sort of like moved on. But people kept forgetting that I was a groom, especially with the limo driver who would put everyone, we, we had a limo, and they put Cleves, who's one of my best men, as well as the bridesmaids and my my bride in the limo. And I was sort of saying goodbye to people as you do, like, oh, yeah, I'll see you at the venue. Like, and they're walking back to the limo. Oh, you're getting in as well, are you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking groom, love. Like, of course I'm getting in. <laughs> who do you think I am? That's brilliant. Did you take your guide dog to the wedding, by the way? No, uh, I I wanted to be relaxed on my wedding day and not have to worry about my dog eating everything. <laughs> I just, I knew, I knew I'd spend the whole day going, what is she doing? What is she pissing on? Just, I just <laughs> knew that, because uh, this was back in 2017, it was uh, just, just Lola. And she's, she's just a bit of a terror. I knew she'd jump up at me and ruin my wedding dress. And people were like, oh, I can't believe you didn't bring her. And I was like, no, no, this isn't even a funny conversation. Like, if, if I want to relax, I'm not bringing a stinking Labrador with me. My friend tried to convince me to get like a little pen or something to have her in outside. And I was like, no, because I'll just be worried the whole time that she's escaped. Yeah. because she does that when we moved into our new house forgot to shut the garden gate properly i got a phone call randomly from guide dogs who we were like oh we're just just calling from guide and i was like oh hi what what do you guys want and they were like we wondered if you knew where lola was and i was like she's in the kitchen isn't she and they were like no we've had a call from one of your new neighbors they found her in their driveway <laughs> 
that that happened here with my retired dog Wes very recently. Yeah, <laughs> where he just escaped and went and knocked on the door and oh, do you have a black Labrador? Went, yes, I said. Do you know where he is? I went. Yes, he's definitely in the garden. <laughs> and then he was not in the garden, no. and he had pissed off up the road, and yep. like it's like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> People are always like, oh, they're so well behaved. They're so intelligent. It's like, nah, uh-uh. Labradors are well trained, like easily trainable. That does not make them intelligent. Oh, no, no. Wes is thick as shit. He is such a moron. Like, he walks into doors all the time because he's an idiot. He's just... My mum my had a lab retriever when I was growing up who used to walk into doors in the hopes that they'd open. <laughs> and like sometimes if there was like a jar it was fine but sometimes you just walk into a closed door however we did have we had a cat at the time uh when we got married and so we did get um somebody to make our cake toppers were our cat in a top hat and lola in a veil oh that's awesome did you have a sit down meal that you went in or yes buffet? yes we had a um a wedding breakfast at three o'clock in the afternoon, and then we had a buffet in the evening. Was it a uh, a blinky friendly menu? Because I know there's certain things I wouldn't order for like a sit down meal because I'd be like, I can't get this down my shirt. This has to be like proper, like friendly to my sight needs. My my biggest issue when it comes to food is losing things in my boobs. Um... <laughs> I have the same issue, Alice. <laughs> and um and to be honest I don't I didn't really think about it when we ordered it we went for a taster menu and I was just like this is all delicious I want all of it and then it was so warm on our wedding day that I didn't want to eat soup or risotto I think I had two mouthfuls of soup and I was just like I'm too up <laughs> yeah <laughs> didn't eat didn't didn't eat or drink anything on my wedding day because I was hot and I was having my photo taken. I had no time for anything else. Not that I'm bitter about spending most of my <laughs> wedding day having my photo taken or anything. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I knew I was going to be stationary. So if I was sitting down and it was well lit enough. And also, I don't care if people see me eating soup with my fingers. So it's like if, you know, you're at my wedding in the day, you know me well enough to know that I can't see and I may well poke myself in the eye with my spoon. But it's my day. You have to be nice to me. 100%. So on the whole, like, as far as, like, all the concessions you put, like, in place, like, what, it doesn't sound like there were many, really. Yeah, I don't think I did, really. I think, I think because my husband did so much planning, he knew what the, the things were built in um, to kind of the planning process. You know, he, we partly picked the place we picked because it was well lit. And I mean, I didn't have to do anything. I gave a speech because I, I'm i a bit of a, a feminazi and was like, I'm not having three men talk for me on my fucking wedding day. So I gave a speech and I had my iPad that I read from for that. And the signing of the register thing we got we got them to like set us up the photo and then my husband did the thing that he does when we actually like go to the bank and sign stuff where he just puts the pen in the bottom left hand corner for me and goes there you go it's in there (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that was I think those were the the little things really that we did 
those are then that's not the parts of my wedding day that I really remember when I look back on it it's not kind of about the adjustments that I had to make but I think that that's quite reflective really of what I want what we wanted for my wedding day we wanted it to be about us and for it to feel natural Mm. for us and so you know maybe the guests would think differently and go oh well they did this which is you know I've never seen somebody do before but she's visually impaired so I guess that's why they did it I did have somebody say to me once you know that they they thought the reason we picked such bright colors for our wedding was because I could see them better and I sort of said I mean like I said maybe that's why I was drawn to them but also that kind of they fit thematically was what I wanted and the time of year that we got married and I mean I don't know about you guys, but I find it very hard to separate sometimes the parts of the decisions I make that are just because of that's who I am and that's my personality. And that's what happens when you, you know, and, and that that's my personality because I've grown up with visual impairment. But I think what we're doing, if I round off the episode here, uh, we've heard the groom side, now the bride side. And of course, very thankful and grateful to Alice for coming on and giving her perspective on things. Thanks, guys, for having me. So you can follow me on Twitter if you insist. I am Alice, then the number three, then Evans. But I would encourage you more to follow my podcast. We are the Labelled Podcast, but we decided to be clever with the name. So it's actually Lab-led, which is what you get if you uh, you use a screen reader. That's what I told you it's called. So that's L-A-B-L-E-D Podcast. We um, are labeled pod on all the social medias and the show is on spotify and apple and stitcher and all the podcasty places head over there um and and say hi awesome it's a great podcast i encourage everyone to have a listen and then when you like it make sure you rate review and subscribe and we're back so thank you to alice for coming on i know she's very busy training her new guide dog and wish all the luck with that. But it's great to have her on. Definitely. I mean, one day you might be a lucky prize yourself, Cleves. Good one. I thought it was pretty tasteful. I just want to go dress shopping. Yeah, I, I know. If you can't drag me to it, but it's never happening, man. I keep trying to get a nice dress suit, and you're like, no, no. I want an actual bride's gown. And I'm like, nah, what are you, wait, come on. I mean, it's fine in this day and age, but do you really want to walk around town in one? Well, not really. Not in this weather. Get a bit nippy. <laughs> Shall we close it? <laughs> we probably should, yeah. So thanks again to Alice. You can find her on Twitter, at Labelled Podcast. Good show. Go and have a listen. Um, until then, next week... Surprise. Well, we're, we're surprise, is it? This is, yeah, we're a surprise. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Seesaw Podcast, Twitter, Seesaw Pod. You can email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok and Instagram at Seesaw Podcast or Seesaw Pod, depending on which one we want. But get us on the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience.